You're listening to On Air with JT, hosted by Justin Thomas. JT here. Have you guys heard about this amazing application called Anchor? Anchor Anchor.fm is one of the best applications where you can actually create and host your own podcast and even make money. Yup, ka-ching, money. You don't even have to even have a minimum listenership. All you have to do is get started and make a fucking podcast. And, And maybe you're not even into podcasting. You can listen to your favorite shows or your favorite show like On Air with JT, The Justin Thomas Show, The Top 10 Countdown with JT, Journey of an Entrepreneur, and so many more. For more information, go to anchor.fm. Warning, if you are easily offended or looking for a PC podcast, then you are in for a treat. JT doesn't give a fuck. Unedited rants, unbiased news conversations, pop culture, news, interviews, hilarious comedy bits, and you can't forget about the JT rant of the day. You are listening to On The Air with JT. Hosted by Justin Thomas. Produced by JT on the Beat Media Incorporated. From the JT Media Studio in Boston, Massachusetts. Your host, JT. You are listening to On the Air with JT. What's going on, everybody? JT here. You are listening to On Air with JT. I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening and being a true supporter and fan of the show and these programs that I'm trying to get out and and really push out into the public in terms of being a a good source of material for a a platform and something new. And I just want to say that if you're a business and on or someone that's trying to push a product, or maybe you're an artist or an actor, then the On Air with JT or the Justin Thomas show, the the, the staff, we have crazy deals that we're trying to get out to the people. I'm talking about 50% off deals, end of the year offers for advertising, for promotion on the show, on the podcast, on the social media networks that have a cross of over 50,000 people. And the radio show has over 15,000. The podcast has about 12,000 right now. So for more information, please email onairwithjt at gmail.com or the Justin Thomas show at gmail.com. And have a great day, the JT way. What's going on, everybody? JT here. You are listening to On Air with JT and CJ. We got CJ in the studio. What's going on, bro? What up, my brother? Yo, nice to see you again, bro. Here we are. We got Friday, a nice little wave. The 13th. Is it the 13th today? It is, is it? Yeah, no. Today is Friday oh. the 13th. Oh, shit. So if you a scary or skeptical <laughs> person, please do not be scared. You just need to smoke weed so the bullshit will go away. I, I got a question for you. Well, not a question. I already know the answer. But break down what we just smoked on. Oh, uh, well, shit. I'll just say it. I mean, we in Massachusetts. It's legal. Um, I call it a supreme blunt. I don't know what you guys, other other people out there listening to this uh, might call it. But uh, 
you should uh, let us know what y'all might call it, you know. Um, first off, it's some wax that we got here, you know. It's called, it's it, literally. It's it, that's the wax, okay. Then we got some super silver haze, okay. Okay. Then we got some gorilla glue number four. Oh, wow. And lastly, we got some some bad motherfucker called uh, chaos cushion number three. Ladies and gentlemen, what you do here with this weed is you roll it up, all right? And when you roll it up, you naturally break up your weed and roll it into whatever but you're rolling. you're going to have someone ask you one question. Shoot it. What's the question? Damn, son. Where'd you find this? Uh, the dispensary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that being said, Damn, you break it son. up. You roll it up, all right? And what you do is, if you don't have a dab rig, you take a little bit of your crumble, literally... Half of your pinky nail. Okay, you take that and you put it at the very top where you're gonna light the blunt. You put that at the top, alright? And then you roll it. Boom. Once you roll it, you at the end of the blunt, you spark it. And once you spark it, you gotta leave it there, you know, some flames, because those wax gotta melt. Alright? They do. Once that melts into the flower, you can smoke it, alright? It takes nothing but like 10-15 seconds to burn. It's a smooth hit. And watch out, because the blunt might bleed, or the joint might bleed. There's going to be a lot of resin coming back. And it's good. It's a smooth, easy high. Woo! Damn, son. Where'd you find this? (laughs) That's right. Oh, man. So, let me ask you, CJ. You know, we, we were having a really interesting conversation earlier um, about a lot of things. Um, sorry, this video is like not stopping. Like, what the fuck? Okay, here we go. So, you know, we were smoking. We were talking about astral projection. Yes, we were. Lucid dreaming. Yes, we were. Reincarnation things of those kind of topics which I find so interesting and obviously you do too and I have a lot of people find that interesting whether they know that now or later that once they like really get a good like insight of different other of other people's like perspectives on that kind of sort of phenomenon or if that's what you want really want to call it um, I call I, it I, yeah, I, I mean it's definitely spiritual. Uh, I mean, with without a doubt. I mean, I don't know what else it could possibly be, um, but but that but that's the question, and and that's that's what I want to talk about. Excuse me, that's what I want to talk about on the beginning of today's show is like the whole like theory and like fun, you know experiences and that have been already like recounted and and what you believe in and like things that you've heard or things that you've experienced if you want to talk about whatever you want to talk about you know what what, what's your take and then I'll also talk about my take or I can talk talk about my take first it really doesn't matter but I'm just curious like what you think about that in terms of many things like astral projection and um what life may bring in terms after death mm-hmm. I think a wide variety of things you know but if you want you can go first because for me it's more of a not only is it an ancestral thing mm-hmm. but it's also 
the background of a religious thing. You know? Oh, definitely. And some people may not be religious, and I respect that. You know, and some people may not believe the religion in which I believe, and I respect that. You know, everybody has their own say. Not only can I respect that, I can see their point of view from where they come from. Mm. You know, and I've studied a lot of religions. I've studied a lot of religions, and I've studied a lot of background in terms of ancestralized religions and, and cults. Some people may call it cults because they don't believe in the same thing. But that being said, but there's also a lot of cults, and I say that with quotation marks if you can actually see the video or you can hear it in my voice. Because I mean, there are some real cults. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but there are also are... a lot of phony bullshit. Exactly. organizations that are, and they are, are, they're are branded people. as cults and but they're leading it, people it's to the furthest but, thing from a cult they're leading people to nothing but blindness you know and that's what I mean by blindness meaning yeah. meaning, meaning they, they they could see what's happening but mm. they're still ignorant to the fact that it's bullshit no I, I definitely agree and, and what I have to so you asked me to go first and that, that's fine you know, we were just having an interesting conversation. And you said, you know, let's talk about it on the show. And we, I was basically talking Definitely. about, you know, my experiences with astral projection and what I think about in like afterlife reincarnation. And I didn't even like really go in that in depth. I just talked about like a little bit of like what I personally believe in. And now you don't have to believe this. And I, I'm not like, you know, it's not like we're forcing. Yeah, you to this is just thing. my personal belief. I, you know, I was born and raised a Catholic. Um until I got, well, I got kicked out of Catholic school when I was about, like, eight, eight I want to say, or seven years old. Um, don't ask me why. I don't want to talk about that. No. I just was a bad kid. Um, but I wouldn't say I'm really as Christian as or Catholic as I was. I'm more spiritual than, than ever um, from a wild of... Or, or, or from so many different experiences in terms of using LSD, um, acid, from just personal experiences, from paranormal experiences I've had, from being an empath into being also highly intuitive. It's given me a lot of insights and a lot of, you know, also, you know, psychedelics and just a, a variety of things that have just, you know, given me my own theory and belief now and again this is just what i believe in you are totally entitled to believe in whatever you want to believe in but this is just again my belief and you know we were just talking about like astral projection and like have you ever done that you know what it is and you know i i said ever experienced it even if you didn't do it Mm. By, by okay I'm gonna actually project today you know have you ever done it without doing that have you done it through a dream mm. have you had a close encounter close encounter with death that has brought you into actual projection mm. you'd like to know too because you see a lot of stories where I mean like even like you see on the news you know person that you know dies come you know gets saved and they have this crazy experience where you know, they they all kind of are very similar when you actually break down all these all these articles. And this is a, kind of a different topic, but I'm gonna segue into what I'm talking about, really. But you 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 know you hear and see these stories about people that uh, they have these wild in you know experiences where where they are clinically dead out, right? I mean, clinically, 
Some people will call it a miracle. Yeah. Clinically speaking, they're brain dead and their heart maybe had stopped, you know? Whether that's for a minute, you know. 30 seconds, 10 seconds, 5 seconds. You have a lot of experiences. uh, Three days. I know about a case of a guy who died three days and came back to life. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. Really? Yeah. You know him personally? No, I don't know him personally. You just seen the story. It was on the news. Hmm. It was on the news. That's fucking crazy. And he was in a coma. And they clinically, on the third day, they were going to pull the plug for him to die. And before, literally, before they were going to pull the plug, he was like (laughs) coughing and everything. There was a documentary about it. That's crazy. I got to check that out. So so I want to just finish, like... It's crazy because I got, I've experienced. Well, before I get into that, if you you can even Google it, like you know, man or woman, you know, has crazy experience after near death experience. Like, yeah, it's an OBE, out of body experience. OBE is short for it, obviously. <laughs> but um, it's really crazy how these people have these experiences where they see themselves actually, you know dead at the moment they see the scene they're hovering around their bodies they're seeing the paramedics the firefighters the cops the accident scene um or even situations where people are getting are being revived in a hospital you know you you can even watch stories and or you know on youtube or documentaries or read articles and blogs about people who seen them getting worked on in the emergency room when they were literally on the you know brink of death or actually like died for a little bit and there's this one one crazy story that I'll never forget that always stands out of this one guy who who said that he he died and he went above to the rooftop and he seen a shoe and he was you know miraculously he came back to life and he told the doctors about it he said you know like i i seen you guys working on me and i seen i was able to like travel and and and, you know fly and there's a shoe on top and they're like "Eh, we don't know about that so someone actually went up and checked and what do you think there was two shoes there's a no there's just one shoe really wow it's like, how would he know that? But then there, there's so many stories about that. And then also like really like interesting stories on YouTube that you can also look about, about like, and this usually happens with kids that are at a, at a very young age before yeah, they're really that's... forming ideas about reincarnation. There's one, there's a bunch of stories about, there's one particularly that I've, you know, I've seen a few times about this one kid who like knew way too much about, um, like pilot jets and like being an ex like uh i don't want to misquote what he was what he claimed to be something in the army and um he claimed to be this person who like passed away um while flying an airplane back in I want to say the 30s or 40s but even at like two years old he was talking about he was saying ridiculous terms that only that only someone that actually went to aviation school or had aviation training would be able to would even know about wow 
Like, it, it's a really fucking crazy story. And we gotta definitely... I'm, I'm gonna pull that up in a little bit. Because I find that really crazy. I'm sorry. People on Anchor FM, you won't be able to hear that. Because we're just doing a regular podcast. But, um... For me, it was the same way. For me, you know, um... As a kid, I had a lot of experiences. Uh, as a kid, I saw a lot of demons, you know. And then growing up, I had a lot of... Uh, well, my background, my family's background is... Um, they come from something called Santeria. It's a type of voodoo, you know. And then from there, my mom became an Orthodox Christian woman. She did not believe in Catholicism, but her mother did. And she used Catholicism in order to do, like, rituals, deals with the devil, you know. And my mom became an Orthodox Christian. And growing up, I never believed it. But as I grew and started learning in school about philosophy and different religions, and I studied many religions, you know, and I'm still studying religions. You know, I'm still studying the world. from, But from what I believe, you know, as a young kid, I used to see demons, you know. Uh, and I seen people form themselves into a dog or a cat. You know, I've seen people switch up and start speaking languages to me that they didn't know. And then seconds later, I'd ask them like, hey, do you know what you just said to me in Spanish? Do you know what you just said to me? And they say, no, what did I just say? I don't speak Spanish. What do you mean? Uh Literally, literally. When I was a kid, you know, I would tell my grandma that I would see this lady who forms into a cat and she would say that I'm lying. Until one day we were walking, and I said, Grandma, do you see that cat right there? That's the cat that forms into a lady. She didn't believe me. And then weeks later, you know, she seen the cat, but it formed into a person. And then she said she dropped all her groceries and ran straight to the house and looked at me in my eyes and said, don't ever go by that street again. Because the lady that it formed into is a known witch in the area. A woman who uses santeria and and makes deals with men. In order to have money through sex. I don't practice Santeria. And I ain't got no crystal ball. Uh, but that that's that's me. As a kid, I've seen a lot of experiences, you know. And becoming and knowing of spirituality and having my third eye open and mm. having my spiritual eyes open. Definitely. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. I've had near-death experiences myself, you know. I've dreamt things before it happened, you know. I've, I've, um, I get feelings before bad things occur or mm-hmm. before good things occur, you know. Yeah. Lately, I've been getting a lot of good signs, you know, but the devil, two, as two, people two. say, or things that, that a negative energy, some people call it an energy, I call it the devil. Or things, negative you know? entities. And, and negative entities or malevolent spirits, they come and they try to trip you up and then you, you, you yourself don't know, some may not know, some malevolent whatever may come, but you may think, you know, damn, I'm really fucking up my ways. I used to do this, I used to do that. I'm about to go back to my old ways. Mm-hmm. But it's like an envy thing. For me, it's more of a, a grind thing, got a hustle, you know? And spiritually speaking, a lot of people have those experiences, you know. Oh, uh, oh definitely. Projection, Astral projection. Savants. How does a savant or even, happen? How can a nine-year-old kid already graduate college and know four languages? Yo, it, that's that fucking crazy. When you see these like stories yeah. of like eleven-year-olds and ten-year-olds, or somebody who who who's from fifty-seven, yeah. they've been working at a farm their whole life, and at the age of fifty-six, they got a got into a bad car accident, you mm-hmm. know, and out of nowhere. They can play a piano, a violin, a guitar. They can uh, they, sing. They music. know a, a new language. They know a new language. Or even the whole like. 
phenomena. The I know human, we're going off topic. The, the human but brain. The, of, of comas, I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's crazy about these experiences when people are in comas. They have these encounters where exactly. they're actually con- well. they actually remember things. They actually can hear people. And that is a As fucking... Yo, them. that is a scary-ass... I would imagine a scary ass failing is me. being no. Well, that I mean, that, that's like me. sl- that's like sleep paralysis, but it's yes. per- but it's for a long period it, of time. Yes, that's fucking scary, and you can't get out of it. And but you no. know, you know in your mind that you are literally in a coma. Yes. And there's nothing you can nothing do. Nothing you can do. And nothing. that scares the fuck out of me. If I ever get in a coma and it's like more than like a couple days. Pull the plug, please. I'm not like, pulling I, the plug. As a good friend, <laughs> I wouldn't pull the plug. I'll be there playing some good music, sneak in some oil, you know, on a pen, smoke it in your face. Like, yo, no homo, shotgun motherfucker. You know, <laughs> something, bro, to help you out, you know? Because a lot, like, how do how do babies, you know, inside of the womb? I call it miracles. I, I call these little miracles. And people just say, oh, well, this is... This is what it is. No, that's a miracle. You may find it so small. The problem may be so small, but the principle is so big. Mm-hmm. You know, the principle. And that's is what crazy. people fail to see. They fail the, to see that. Yeah, the, the, the bigger picture. Like, it, how does a baby inside of a womb of its mom mm-hmm. hear the music and hear the father and the mother talking? Yeah. Well, and, that's and, that's and then rare. Grow up actually seeing their mom and dad. Like, oh, I knew you went inside the womb. Like, whoa. Like, what, what's you know? what, what's going on here? That that's crazy. I, I call that a miracle. There are definitely miracles, and then and I, just to go off on what you said earlier, like, you know, I had this crazy experience in twenty sixteen. I want to say I I did acid, and doing LSD changed my whole perception on life, on literally everything. Um, and I'll definitely get into that on other shows as well but it just gave me an insight that everything is literally connected literally everything that's living breathing we are all connected and the fact that there's so much war and so much hatred and so much bad shit that's going on right now actually saddens my heart because we are all fucking connected we're all the same we need to unite we need to stop going backwards but to go, but really to get back to my main like i guess ideology you know i, I think the whole concept and this is just from personal experiences and this is you know and from that acid trip you know i became extremely you know i was always like right on minor right on. i was always kind of like minor like I would say intuitive, right on. But I was never really aware of it. It was more of a maybe like more of a subconscious thing. But but really, what happened was after doing that experience, it like opened up like a third eye or something. Because after that, I became extremely intuitive, even to this day. And I don't want to say I'm like a psychic because I don't claim to be a psychic. There have been numerous, countless times where I've predicted crazy shit where the odds are ridiculous, like 100% accurate, you know, even like, just for an example, and this doesn't prove that I'm like highly intuitive, but like, like to, I, I do have the proof in like screenshots, but like even with like 24K Golden, I predicted that he was going to blow up back in 
January or February, and now he has the number one song in the entire country, and it has been for a while, and he just got a remix with J Balvin and also Bieber. And on top of that, I predicted Jack Harlow's success back in all the way of August of 2018. I predicted Portugal the Man's success in 2013, and they were already, like, popping, but on, on more of, like, a major, like you know aspect you know they feel it still which was a really good single in terms of like in in terms of numbers and like metrics in terms you know all that kind of stuff (laughs) it's a really good song and and they're really talented but there's been like so many experiences that i've had um to the point where i you know i'm also like an empath as well so i feel energy i feel Mm -hmm. the energy around me Mm -hmm. um it can be also like extremely and there's different types of empaths. Mm. Um, there's like five different, and I want to look that up also. And it's crazy because me personally, I'm more of intuitive, but also physical, so or emotional. I want to say so, like I can feel, and I when when something's wrong with somebody, I I feel it, and it yeah. affects you, and it really it can really affect you mentally. Also, because it's, it can be draining. Because if someone's like really sad, and it, this isn't to, isn't to put people down. This is just how people, you know, everyday emotions. But when you're that type of impact, and when you, when you have that kind of um, open availability, well, that's not the right word. Speaking, or like, spiritually yeah, spiritually speaking, that that open awareness. It, that's a better word. That open awareness, it, it it's a it's a blessing and a curse, just like being an intuitive, because you can make a difference in the world and you can like help people when they don't want to talk because you but you know that something's wrong or you can like you know use your your special gifts to make the world a better place but then there's also the whole aspect of you also feel the negative things so when there's a negative situation going on um whether it's happening even consciously or whether you're aware of it at the time subconsciously or consciously um it can affect you and it can be extremely draining on top of what you're already feeling as a human being um i don't know what you're if you've ever had any experiences with like like on in terms of being like an empath or like or or that kind of thing but like that's a crazy thing that i i I've always been like that, but I really learned like what that was and discovered that really what uh, even the word empath and what it really is like a few years ago. It's like really interesting. For me, it's more of a when it comes to an interaction, knowing how people are and how they feel. Mm -hmm. It's through micro expressions, and that has came naturally. And we'll leave that for another episode. But when it comes to intuitiveness and having that spiritual eye open to be able to see that I can fit in your shoes and know what you're going through mm-hmm. because somehow some way I've gone through the same thing you know and it's not of a oh I know what you're going through because I went through the same experience no it's but it's more you more of a I can feel it yeah you know and it, I can you don't even have to talk mm-hmm. you know I can sense you just it. know I just you know. It, it's a it's a knowing feeling and and sometimes in certain situations there's like a time to bring it up but then there's also times where you so don't want to bring it up because like you already know what's going on you already yeah. know the situation and you've experienced it yourself and you know from past times maybe you didn't want to talk about it at times or, or regardless of what it is regardless. i totally agree with you and, and that's definitely like a really interesting thing we're gonna take a, a quick commercial break we are gonna take a uh, maybe one or two ads and uh, we'll be back. You're listening to On Air with JT. Mm-hmm. 
On Air with JT. On Air with JT and CJ. Betch. Betch. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to On Air with JT and CJ. We're back in the studio. Thank you so much for listening to that uh, little commercial break. Sponsored by Anchor.fm and Spreaker.com. Spreaker! (laughs) I love it. Yo, remember the other day we got so high, we were talking about, we were trying to like just go over the game plan for what we were going to talk about for the show. And we were talking about how people bick people. And then we totally forgot to talk about it. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm guilty. Well, so I've I've bicked people before also. Yeah, but I but hate doing what's, that. What's what's the but worst? The, no, the worst is when you get bicked and then you don't have any other fucking lighter. No, 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 no. Then no, you're no, fucked. No, no. The worst. I don't want to use a stovetop. The worst is when you get bicked. This has happened to me. The worst is when you get bicked, right? And the other person says, "Well, I just bought this one." And I said, "Well, I bought this one too, but look under that one." I did something to it, and you actually did something to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, ha! See, that's how I know it's mine. And they're like, oh shit! Yeah, you can keep it though. <laughs> you can keep it though. You can keep it, ho. You lighter thief. There's a lot of lighter thieves. Cause you like to light her thief, okay? Oh. Aye. Ba 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 bang. Where'd you find this? Damn, son. <laughs> oh, where'd you find this? Omg. You know what's a great? You know what's yeah, of course. They can tell. What's a? You know what's a great fucking movie that I love? Speak. Step Brothers. That is an awesome movie. No bullshit. I think Judd. Not as good as Sweet Baby Jesus. And tell it. Ah, back backward. Yes. Yo. Backwards. Sponsor the show, man. Smoke some. Smoke some backwards. Come on. Yeah, yo. What's up? Like, come on, On air with JT.com. Backwards. Hit us up, man. Show that to the camera, <laughs> the, too, The man. Justin Thomas Show at gmail.com. We will sponsor the fuck out of Backwoods. Raw. Fonto. What up, Josh? The I follow guy. him on IG. That dude is hilarious. The uh, the CEO of Raw. He's so smart at marketing and what he does in terms of. He's the uh, best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually, he's some crazy. He's, he has so much energy and like he's just so like upbeat. It's really funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Um, I got I just got distracted just by this, the the potency and the smell of the precious cannabis that we have in front of us. Yeah, man. Shout out to. This amazing dispensary. Um, I don't want to say the name, but this dispensary, man, is, is fucking crazy. I mean, I got my medical card, so which is amazing because in Massachusetts they tax you like crazy if you get like if you get just recreational. Arm and a leg. And that's why there's always gonna be a black market. That's why there's always gonna be. That's always gonna happen because you have these dispensaries charging ounces. Now, mind you, it's really good flour. It's shit's gonna have you fucking smacked. All you need is one blunt of it. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, depending on what it is. But for the for the compared to what you find on the street for like, in terms of like odds. Yes. Yeah. So, but, but yes. either way, the dispensaries are charging, you know, three forty, three sixty. Almost four hundred bucks for an ounce, where you can get an ounce on the street for a, a buck forty 
180, to, or depending on what it is, maybe a little over 200, regardless. 320. That's, that's why there's always going to be, quality. because you're like, if someone hypothetically if, is a medical patient and they wanted to pick up, let's, let's say hypothetically four ounces. And they don't have a, a QP. If you go to a dispensary, first of all, I don't think you can walk out with a QP. But either um, way, that would be... There is one. See, there is one. You could. You're if ta- you have your medical card, you can. But you're, you're, you're talking about... $1,200 for that QP. More than that. You're talking about like four, you're talking like $1,300, $1,400 just if you have a medical card. Now, if you have a... Re- if, right. it's just, if it's just recreational, you're talking about with taxes, you're talking about fucking almost two grand. I mean, if you have the money to spend it, go, go ahead. I mean, you know it's clean and it's, it's good flour. But when you can find good, also good bud on the street for 150 180 whatever, a zip, it's like... And by zip, what do you mean ounce? An ounce, yeah. If you don't understand, if you... Like, that's why there's always going to be a black market for, excuse me, for everything. All and a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people, I mean, I'm glad that it's legalized. And I'm glad that a lot of new country, uh, not countries, a lot of new, I think four new states just legalized marijuana. Seven, seven new states. I know New Jersey. I know, um, is it Oregon that just decriminalized all drugs? Um some some something crazy. I gotta look that up. Um, but I'm happy that it's we're going that way. Vermont's on the verge. Mm-hmm. But I think definitely between within the next, I would say, four to six years, we're gonna see cannabis being used le- for no, medicine. No, legalized across the entire country. Yeah, it has a- to ac- across the entire country. Everybody that's in still in prison that were fucking sent to jail or prison for fucking minor ass weed charges they need to get released now it should be pardoned it is so fucked up you know you have some of these people that maybe had an uh, a joint and they're still in jail or maybe they even had uh, they had an ounce maybe they had just an ounce what you can buy at a fucking dispensary today and walk out and everything's okay. And there's someone in there. But there's a lot of people in there, you know. And not just people, but unfortunately, they're minorities for the most part. And that's the fucked up thing. And there's this whole war on drugs. And then they're seeing on the news, hey, this state just got legalized. Hey, this state's just legalized. This this state isn't decriminalized. And they're fucking serving, you know, 10, 20, 30 years. It's so fucked up. You need to pardon all of these people who literally have unless they were like it's different if the person maybe was like on some boston george shit if if you were if you were trafficking you know if you're on some like different shit oh got hit with a rico charge okay that's a little that's a little different i i maybe understand you going to prison but if you went to prison for for having a three for personal use for personal use and having a jar full of 30 pre-rolled joints, because that's what you like to smoke one every now and then, you just get it out the jar, and you went to jail, you should be released. You should be let go. It shouldn't be okay. And most of these people didn't have an opportunity to vote while they were in jail, which is crazy. I, I don't understand that. That 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 is what fucking baffles my mind, and that is what I don't understand. And you know who's who did, who's one of the people that sent a lot of people to prison? Who it? Who actually like? When you think about it, it's kind of fucked up. Kamala Harris. She did. She did. A lot of immigrants as well. 
She did. She was doing her job. I mean, I'm not saying... I'm, she's way better for this country than fucking Trump or Pence. I, I'm just saying, like, they're, all these politicians are hypocritical. Yes, and she was talking. She, she, she even made a. She even made a. She even made a reference about Tupac being alive. He died in ninety six. And then Trump's campaign like trolled them, which this was actually like rest in peace to Tupac, but they trolled Biden's campaign and sent like a VIP access car ticket to one of the rallies for Tupac Shakur like wow. trolling like wow. like how fucking low is that wow like what like that you think like that's uh, what, that's what you're doing hey everybody that, wants is, to make some type of profit is, off the dead is, is that what, what we're doing now is it and it was just crazy did you watch any of that I I, I just want to get in, get into this for like a minute or two did you watch any of that debate the first presidential debate hell yeah they're idiots. Bro, the way the the way Trump acted, I seen people with an IQ below 50. I've seen people <laughs> I've seen I've seen people and this is not a this, this isn't to down this this isn't to down downgrade or you know um, people with low IQs t- talk down to anybody. Cuz some of them are smarter but, than Donald Trump. No, a lot of them are. This is the crazy thing. I've seen people with IEPs that were in, or had, or people that had special ed- education classes that were able to have a more successful debate than Donald Trump did on that night. Hey, listen. And that's fucking they crazy. They both kind of sounded like, to an independent like myself. And again, that's not a knock okay. on people that are have special education or IEPs but my point is why do we have a person that's leading our country and has been for four years not able to be able to have a civilized debate or even yeah or act rational literally what the fuck like what the fuck is that he acted like a little bitch they both did at the end of the day because they started necking at each other's necks for no fucking retarded ass reason and then you have the guy there and then it was just crazy but i'm just glad the orange man is out orange man was sus from the beginning that orange <laughs> talking about the talking about trump you're a clown <laughs> orange, you're foul. orange man you're foul. <laughs> you didn't even, you're like, wait, 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 what's that? What, what's he talking about? Nah, man, the president. Orange, man. Oh, my God. You're fucked up. Three <laughs> times on a Wednesday. Bro, his wife, you see how she, she, like, doesn't even want to touch him, hold his hands when they're, like, in public. She, Just like, knocks not his really hands. together. Of course not. That's, she ain't they're fucking really him. They're not together. She ain't fucking. She got a little Yo. boyfriend on the side. It's all organized. She gets a certain amount of money. Chilling at one of the Trump towers, you know. He's like, "Oh, my baby." Well, you know, he did that whole thing with Epstein. The whole. Oh, of course, he probably helped. Epstein. Epstein did not kill himself. That's that's make that clear. He's probably still on his island. I don't even think that. I think he was murdered. I I think he was murdered. I mean, who knows? I mean, Camilla Harris made that statement about Tupac being alive. I'm pretty sure that a powerful man like Jeffrey Epstein well, Tupac, might still be alive. If you want to get into the theory about Tupac, as you put him butt down, <laughs> you want to get into the whole theory about Tupac. You gotta smoke in his honor, bro. I, of course. Hail Mary. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shout out Kobe too. R.I.P. Even uh, Alex Trebek just passed away. Hosted Jeopardy. He was. Jeopardy will never be the same. He At literally. All. 
Whoever tries to fill those shoes is like... Uh, it's going to be impossible. Tough. Good luck. They'll probably just give it to like Steve Harvey so he can have like a ninth show on television. I hope not. <laughs> it's not the same. No, Steve Harvey is great, but he just... He has a lot of things going for him. He's like... Yeah, he's, too much. Give it's kind of like the Ryan C... He's like, it's like the Ryan Seacrest, almost. Give it Even to though, Drew Carey. I think Drew Ryan... Carey got the, the prices right. Uh, Drew Carey... Maybe. Yeah, he, he might do it. Because uh, he isn't really into the acting anymore. He's At you know all. He's doing that, you know... Price is right. Yeah, it's an easy job. Right. You go in there, and this is coming from like a, an aspiring actor. I, I, you know, I would imagine... You know, obviously, I've never hosted a show, but it's... Shit, I'd it's, love to have Drew Carey here. That'd be lovely. Remember that show we had, the intro, the Drew Carey show? Cleveland yeah. Rocks. Hell yeah. yeah. How about the other show where he had with his friends, Last Comic Stand? No, it wasn't Last Comic Stand. It was an improvisation show. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, oh, what's it called? It's but, gonna kill me. It's gonna kill me. You gotta get it, bro. What is Come it? On. It's not Last Comic Standard. That was a whole bunch of comedians on the show. Uh, we'll figure it out. Damn it! <laughs> That's gonna kill me. No, but he he would he might be like a like a decent um, replacement. My my whole thing is that's just a huge shoe to fill because the huge. way he huge. impacted Alex Trebek was was awesome. He also helped the community. If people didn't know that. Wayne Brady. Oh, uh, yeah. He was on the show with Drew Carey. I don't like. He kind of like annoys me for some reason. I, I don't know why. Oh, he's from Columbus, Georgia. Nice. Oh, Whose line is it anyway? Ah, uh, yeah. That's okay, you were close. You were close. Whose line is it anyway? You were close. Whose line is it? Oh, that show's hilarious. But you know what? I'm not even trying to like knock Wayne Brady because you know what? Being a host, even on a even on a podcast level to this kind of like level that we're on, is can be challenging. Yes. So imagine actually hosting a real televised show that is actually being broadcasted on it by a major network. Like Let's Make a Deal, which is what Wayne Brady is on. Yeah. But you know, there's one. Th- you know what's you know what makes no sense to me, as like an aspiring actor, I feel like for some reason I would be much more nervous to host a talk show on TV than to do Saturday Night Live, which is a to do a live sketch, literally live on television, seen by millions on NBC, seen by Lauren Michaels, the head of you know SNL and basically yeah. NBC. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, the the adrenaline from uh, improvising and being live, I feel like for some reason, what I would be more naturally funny and also strategic on how I improvise compared to me doing a show that we're just like filming, you know. That's yeah. like, uh, you know, we're going to film it, then we're going to edit some in, some bits in, and then we're going to say it's a late night show, even though that the all the, most of these late night shows are actually recorded at about like, like dur- it's like, dur- it's all during the day. They're yeah. not, they're not recorded at night. These, are, these, these shows yeah. aren't recorded at night and they're not like live. Like, and, and that's, I feel like, but for some reason... I feel like for other people, it would be the complete opposite, that they would feel a little bit more comfortable that it's not live. 
but for me, I actually like. I think I I I feel like I would fiend. I think I'd actually really enjoy that adrenaline that I'm actually like live. This is happening. Millions are watching. And like I like improvising, I like improvising on the podcast, on the radio show, in my acting, um, in writing, music, arts, what, talking, marketing, selling, whatever I'm doing, I like to improvise. I like to be, I like to be on the spot. I like to have that pressure, and I like to be able to test myself whether I can actually use this improvision, improv, you know, improvise and actually sell and actually make it look like it's not even improvised if i can improvise to that point like on some because i'm not at that point yet and i don't claim to be but i'm talking about like some robin williams the way robin williams could improvise with no script no script in front of him rest in peace and it's so sad rest in peace yeah i loved him in goodwill if i was there i would have stopped him man i mean me too stopped him man he was loved by he was millions, man. I wish I could. That was one person I wish I could have a conversation with. I wish I, I, yo, I wish I could stop him from doing the tragedy that he did. And shout out to his family for dealing it with all these years. You know, I know. And it, you know, it's sad. He did commit suicide. For those who do not know, okay, yeah, he hung himself. And if you're a suicidal person, hit up JT on email. Or hit up his Instagram. Yeah, the Justin Thomas Show at gmail.com. On air with JT at gmail.com. You know, I actually have, I I really don't talk about it this much, but I'm going to show the camera too. I have this tattoo, the only tattoo I have. It's a semicolon. And what this semi. For you all who don't know. Yeah, there's an amazing, well, unfortunately, the, the founder who started this foundation passed away actually a couple years ago. But she started this foundation where basically a, a semicolon I, I want to be able to read it word by word let me look it up we don't want y'all dying off and doing, doing anything dumb you know because and by dumb I don't mean you're a dumb person but by dumb I mean it's a dumb decision of course and we all make dumb decisions we all make mistakes in life you know and there's, there's if you feel like nobody loves you we'd hear your story definitely you can hit you me up anytime anytime Project Anytime. Project Semicolon is a nonprofit movement dedicated to presenting hope to those who are struggling with mental health, suicide, self-injury, self-injury and addiction. As the Project Semicolon website reads, a semicolon is used when an author could have chosen to end their sentence but chose not to. So that's why me and my mom we got matching tattoos. I've I've tried to commit suicide a few times in my life and you know, I, I want to be more open about it and be able to like help people and like actually, you know, even though that I am going to be, you know, writing this in my book and talking about it, like I want to be able to help other people as well. And, you know, if you do want to, ha- you know, talk to somebody, if you don't have anybody to talk to, you know, first of all, I highly recommend seeing somebody if you feel suicidal or feel sick or, you know, feel like you need help. It's okay to get help. And I know that there's a lot of stigmas, especially in the black community and in, in a lot of minority communities that there's a different, um, there's just this crazy like stigma, you know, associated with mental health, which is which definitely gotten better, but still, um, you know, if you need someone to talk to, there's the National Suicide uh, Hotline and, and so many other things. You could just email me. Hit me up on Instagram at Insta Justin Thomas. 
On Air with JT. You can go to onairwithjt.com to get all the information. And you know what? I think this, this is where we're going to end today's show. Today's show was really amazing, positive, impactful. We talked about a lot of interesting things. Um, we had a great week for doing the podcast. We might even do another show after this in a little bit. Who knows? We might make a song, might make some beats, might do the uh, top 10 countdown. So uh, we got a lot coming this way. I'm definitely going to be doing a bonus show this weekend. So expect that. Uh, CJ, anything you have to say to the people? Please be careful. Please be safe. Stay blessed. Smoke a blunt. Get high. Yeah, baby. Eat food. It's 420 somewhere. What is it right now? 3 328 here, Bubba. 320. Smoke out whatever time. It doesn't have to be 420. It's our 420. Just relax. Live life. Mm -hmm. Love one another. And be peaceful. Yes. God bless. Treat others, treat others the way you want to be treated, and not on some Ellen shit where she says it and doesn't actually do it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Shout out actually, actually, yeah, seriously, actually, treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat people with, res- with respect. You never know what people are going through mentally in their mind at any given time. So always keep that in consideration when you are interacting with people, when you're looking at people. Smile at them. Hold the door for them. Ask them how how they're doing. Make small talk. You don't even have to make small talk. At least smile or or just be kind. Do a kind gesture. Do one good deed a day. And one good deed a day makes the happiness never go away. You're listening to On Air with JT and CJ. JTL. One love.